0: Chapter Two of From Slave Cabin to Pulpit by Peter Randolph. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: Freedom. My master Carter H. Edlow made his will six years before his decease. He said to some of his slaves just before his death that he had another will which he had given into the hands of a lawyer in Petersburg, Virginia, to keep for him. But his will was never heard from. The slaves knew about it, but their voice or testimony was nothing, therefore nothing could be done about it. I present that will here, together with the decree of the court respecting it, in order that my readers may judge for themselves as to the intention of our Master, and be convinced that what I have to say in reference to the manner in which the will was executed is perfectly just and warranted by the facts. In the name of God, Amen i carter h Edlow of the county of prince george being of sound mind and disposing memory but considering the uncertainty of life do make and ordain this to be my last will and testament first i desire that all debts that i may owe at the time of my decease shall be paid out of the money on hand or the profits of my estate Second i desire that my estate shall be kept together and cultivated to the best advantage until a sufficient sum can be raised to pay my debts should there be any deficiency in the amount of money on hand and debts due to me and to raise a sufficient sum to pay for the transportation of my slaves to any free state or colony which they may prefer and give to each slave fifty dollars on their departure either in money or other articles which may suit them better but should any of my slaves prefer going immediately they can do so but they are not to be furnished with money it is not my wish to force them away without their consent in the event of any of them preferring to remain in slavery they must take the disposition hereinafter directed third after the provisions in the preceding clauses of my will have been complied with i loan to my niece elizabeth c Orgain, my plantation in prince george called mount pleasant during her life but in the event of her marrying and having children i then give to her children at her death the said land to them and their heirs for ever i loan to my niece mary orgain my plantation in prince george called brandon and dandridges during her life but should she marry and have children i then give to her children at her death the said lands to them and their heirs forever fifth the rest and residue of my estate of whatever kind soever i desire may be divided into two equal parts and one part to go to each of my nieces elizabeth and mary and should any of my slaves prefer remaining in slavery i desire that they may be divided into two equal parts and one part go to each of my nieces during their lives and then to their children in the same manner as the landed property is given except my household furniture wines and liquors all of which i give to mary or gain during her life and then to her children those negroes under age at my death may have until they are twenty-one years of age to decide whether they will go or remain but in the event of but one of my nieces having children i desire that those children have the whole of my property at the death of their aunt Sixth i give and bequeath to my female slave harriet barber and her children all of whom i bought of r g orgain esq eight thousand dollars which sum i desire my executors to take from my estate and either lay it out in good stock or put the money out at interest always taking undoubted security the stock i should prefer the interest of which shall be paid to said harriet yearly should there not be a sum sufficient to pay this legacy either in stock or money i desire my executors to sell my land in southampton should that not make up the deficiency other land must be sold or horses and cattle as my executors may think best seventh it is my wish that the said harriet and children should remain on my estate or in any situation which they may prefer that the law will allow and i direct my executors to furnish harriet and her children with their free papers whenever they may desire to have them and assist them to remove to any place where they may choose to locate themselves I do hereby appoint David D. Bryden, of the town of Petersburg, and John A. Selden, of Charles City County, my executors, requiring them to give no security for the performance of their duty. I do hereby revoke all former wills, this being my last will. In testimony whereof I have hereunto subscribed my name this twentieth day of March, 1838. Carter H. Edlow at a court of quarterly sessions held for prince george county at the courthouse thereof on tuesday the thirteenth day of august eighteen forty four this last will and testament of carter h Edlow, deceased was presented into court and there being no subscribing witnesses thereto william c rawlings p c osborne and david Tennant appeared in court and made oath that they are well acquainted with the handwriting of the testator and they verily believe that the said will to be wholly written by the testator and thereupon said will is ordered to be recorded on the motion of john a selden an executor therein named who made oath thereto and entered into and acknowledged a bond in the penalty of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars the testator desiring that no security should be given upon his qualification conditioned as the law directs certificate is granted the said john a selden for obtaining a probate of the said will in due form Teste ro gilliam clerk virginia prince george county to wit i robert gilliam clerk of the court of said county in the state of virginia do hereby certify the foregoing to be a true copy of the last will and testament of chester h Edlow, deceased in testimony whereof i have hereto set my hand and affixed the seal of the said court this thirty-first day of august eighteen forty seven and in the seventy-second year of the commonwealth Roe Gilliam clerk. Decree of the court. Virginia. At a circuit superior court of law and chancery held for the town of Petersburg at the court-house thereof on Monday the twenty fourth day of May a.D. eighteen forty seven. John A. Selden, executor of CH Edlow deceased, plaintiff against Mary Orgain and Elizabeth Orgain, infants by HB Gaines, their guardian auditum, etc defendants, in chancery this cause came on this day to be further heard on the papers formerly read on the reports of commissioner bernard and of the special commissioners appointed to consult the slaves of c h edloe deceased and was argued by counsel on consideration whereof the court being of opinion that the slave harriet and her children are entitled to no part of the profits of the plantation and that the several sums charged in the account of profits as expended for them ought not to have been so charged and adopting the correction of the report in that particular contained in the note of the commissioner page one doth order that the report of commissioner bernard with that correction and the report of the special commissioners be confirmed and the court doth further adjudge order and decree that the plaintiff do on or before the fifteenth day of october one thousand eight hundred and forty seven as may seem to him best discharge from servitude all the slaves of his testator that he deliver to said slaves individually or in families as he may think best duly authenticated copies of this decree endorsing on each copy the name or names of the person or persons to whom it is given that the executor out of the money now in his hands and interest thereon from the thirteenth day of march one thousand eight hundred and forty seven together with the net proceeds of the growing crop or such thereof as may be secured pay to the slaves robert old ben and katy who elect to remain in service until the full amount of the provision intended for them shall be raised each the sum of fifty dollars on their departure that he pay to each of the slaves of the testator who has remained on the plantation and shall so remain until the slaves shall be liberated as herein directed a sum sufficient to pay for his or her transportation to such free state or colony as they may respectively prefer or provide and pay for their transportation to such free state or colony in such other manner as may to him seem best and the court doth order that the said executor do immediately on discharging the said slaves from servitude cause them to be removed to the free state or colony which they may respectively select as their future homes the court being of opinion that it was not the intention of the testator that they should be emancipated and allowed to receive the bounty provided for them unless they were removed by the executor beyond the limits of virginia and in case the fund be not sufficient to defray the whole amount of such expenses of transportation the same shall be divided among the slaves ratably taking into consideration their ages place selected and so forth and that he distribute the residue if any there be equally among all the said slaves without regard to age and that he deliver the slaves sylvia and jenny who elect to remain slaves to the defendants to whom they are bequeathed by the will of the testator and it is further ordered that the plaintiff settle before a commissioner a further account of his transactions as executor which account the commissioner is directed to report to the court with any matter specially stated deemed pertinent by himself or which any of the parties may require to be stated a copy teste r mcmahon sc august sixth eighteen forty seven when edlow died he gave this will which was the one finally acted upon into the hands of one of his slaves not feeling willing to trust any one else the executor of the estate was john a selden of charles city county the will stated as will be seen that if there should be any deficiency of money on hand sufficient must be raised to pay his debts and transport his slaves to a place of freedom and pay each of them fifty dollars edloe was gone and could not act for us in person so this deed of justice was not carried out mr selden interpreted the will thus we were to stay on the plantation and work there till we had earned this money ourselves and then we were to be free meantime he took from us what the overseer had hitherto given us and took our earnings too for six months all knowledge of this will was kept from us i was the only one among the slaves who could read and write this i had kept secret for fear of the consequences a friend who seemed very much interested in our affairs showed me a copy of this will upon promise of secrecy so i read it and remembered it all then he told me of a lawyer who would be a good one for us i communicated this good news to two of the older and more experienced men of our party and repeated to them the substance of the will they went to see the lawyer and he agreed to take the case in hand this friend knew how we were treated and told us it was very unjust and wrong this lawyer's name was james l scarborough of prince george county virginia He first went to the bank of petersburg where edlow's money was deposited and found out that there were thirty-two thousand dollars on hand so he was going at once to get our free papers for us but soon he came to us again and said the executor of the estate would give him five hundred dollars to stop the suit but he would not stop it but this did not last long we soon found that selden got all our money and could give him more than we could so he began to put us off from one court to another telling us that the court did not have any time to attend to us but the next would certainly settle the matter we gave him all our little earnings which amounted to twenty-two dollars but he got no papers so he kept us for two years and six months when we found out the deception he had practised upon us we felt very wretched indeed sure that we had no friends left and should never get our freedom but were cruelly robbed of what was our own not only by right but as an especial gift selden used to come and see us when the crops were to be sold get the money for us but we never saw it then go away again without the least advantage to us at last we took courage and got another man to exert himself for us he was not a lawyer but a magistrate his name was william b harrison the owner of middle brandon though a slaveholder himself he got our free papers and procured us a passage to boston after we had remained three years and thirty-five days in unlawful bondage according to the laws of virginia to say nothing of a higher law Instead of the $50 we were each to receive on our landing, we had $14.96 apiece. All our money was taken from us because we were black people, but glad enough were we of our freedom. We were told if we came to Boston we should be killed or put in prison, where we would have to work underground or be obliged to drag carts all around the streets, but we were determined to try it, live or die.' we came in eighteen forty seven and have not been eaten up yet and now we claim the fifty dollars and interest since eighteen forty four it was given to us by the man we served while he was living and no law or justice can keep it from us except by downright fraud here are old people of the party unable to do much for themselves to whom this would be a great blessing surely the day is not far distant when those base men will be shown up to the world for what they are worth the wrong they committed will not rest upon those ignorant slaves but will rebound back covering their white faces but black hearts with infamy End of chapter two